everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Asking for a Friend. I'm your host Elena, and today we're talking the outrage that is this year's sexiest man alive, Kim K's nipple bra, and unhinged Facebook memories. And our main topic for today is how do I stop being a jealous bitch? Today we have content creator Sean on to help us out, but first, let me head into our first segment. Have you heard that? All right, everyone, we're back. We're back for another episode, and this one is a good one. But first of all, I am livid. I am livid because the Sexiest Man Alive by People magazine was announced. In the first episode, I shared with you that I am absolutely obsessed with Pedro Pascal. That man has had the year of all years. He was in The Mandalorian in the new season with The Last of Us. It, he was just everyone's TikTok daddy. And the fact that he did not get Sexiest Man Alive, but Patrick Dempsey, like, for, for those of you who have never watched Grey's Anatomy, do you even know who Patrick Dempsey is? What kind of 2008 shit is this? I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even exaggerating. When I saw this this morning that the polls were out and that Patrick Dempsey got Sexiest Man Alive, like, God bless him. He's one good looking dude, but no, absolutely not. I will ride for Pedro Pascal. And I'm so glad that the whole of the internet is with me on this because the way that the TikTok post where it was announced was just absolutely spammed with Pedro Pascal memes and Pedro Pascal gifts is, in, is ridiculous. So you see, Pedro Pascal, if you're not aware of him, like what how how can you not he's he's my celebrity crush i don't think i have to remind you of this again i have an i have a folder on tiktok and this might make me super cringy but it's called damn and it basically it's an amalgamation of all the those traps that are causing around on tiktok of various uh, very attractive men pedro pascal is one of the people i have Probably too many videos off on there. Yeah. So this really hit home. This hit home. And also, you know what? If not Pedro Pascal, then like, why didn't they pick Jeremy Ellen White or even Jacob E. Lordi? I mean, have you seen The Bear? Have you seen the new articles or like the entertainment? I think it's Entertainment Weekly who came out with a photo shoot with Jeremy Ellen White and Zac Efron and the third guy. I don't remember the name of right now, but they're coming out with a new movie and the the press for that movie is insane and they know exactly what they're doing because they're getting all the book talk girlies they're getting all of the horny girlies who just they absolutely figured out how to appeal to the female gaze and i'm here for it i'm absolutely here for it again i don't i feel like i'm going on a rant right here but this is this is close to my heart guys this is all close to my heart and i feel like pedro pascal was robbed and i petitioned for a revote. I know the people from people.com will not hear me. They're probably never going to hear this podcast, but I demand a revote because Pedro Pascal was robbed. Okay, before I go into a frenzy about this topic, this is a late news, but it was brought to my attention again in conversation with friends of mine. Have you heard of Kim K's latest stunt? I think it's the only thing I can call it because she came out with a nipple bra, guys. She came out with a bra that has synthetic nipples. To give you a bit of a background, there was an ad where she's basically in front of a computer in her skims suit, like completely um, like flesh colored. And she's talking about that the planet is getting hotter, but that doesn't mean that your nipples can't be hard because it's not cold enough. Like, um, excuse me, but what kind of Hunger Games capital kind of shit is this? It's also a way to like, this doesn't even appeal. Who does this appeal to? This is, she literally made shapewear with nipples and that both caters to the male gaze, not the female gaze. I don't know if I want to show my nipples, I just don't wear a bra. I get the point of having perky breasts and um, still having like your nipples showing. But then again, do we need another product like this? Let's be honest, guys. Do we need another product? and I would be really interested to know, is anyone of you buying this? Like, is anyone, I know they are sold out right now, but is anyone of you, of the listeners, are you interested in this? 
at first I was like, oh, this is weird. Then I was like, oh, am I in the wrong? Am I the only person who finds this weird? And then I was, oh, maybe I think, maybe I'm missing the point. Maybe, maybe I'm not in the game right now. Maybe I'm not, I'm not cool enough. But then, no, it's weird, guys. It's weird. But yeah, this is basically what has been on my mind in terms of social and in terms of celebrity gossip this week. But that concludes my have you heard that because I don't think I can get into any more pop culture news right now because I'm still so I'm still so frustrated with the Pedro Pascal thing and I will not get over it anytime soon. I think maybe if it comes up with more photo shoots and good TV shows. Also, today is the day where the SAG after the actor strike is ending. So, guys, we're going to get new movies. We're going to get um, Stranger Things sometime soon hopefully the last season but that is something that just flooded in today so that's my last on have you heard that moving on for this week's that's mental i am bringing to you my facebook memories disclaimer i only use facebook to look for apartments or for rooms and to be reminded of when anyone's birthday is because this is If it's not in my calendar, I know for sure that I will have the birthdays of the people I care about on my Facebook. Other than that, I do believe Facebook got kind of boomery. So yeah, that's the reason why I don't hang out that much. But once in a while, I check my Facebook memories. And I'm reminded that I was the most emotional and dramatic teenager I think I've ever come across. Like, you don't understand. I go into my memories and like, oh, this is, uh, this is nice. Oh, um, when I was doing my A-levels, when I went to America and did my au pair year. And then I just see a post where it says, on a random day in 2009, oh my God, this is the worst day of my life. With like a bunch of emojis and exclamation marks. And honest to God, swear to God, Cross my heart and hope to die. I have no fucking clue what I was so depressed about. I have no fucking clue what, why this was the worst day in my life. This got me to a realization. We always think the things we're going through right now is the worst thing that we can, will ever encounter, ever, 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 ever encounter in life. When in reality, a few years down the line, you have no fucking clue anymore why you were so sad about it or why you were so frustrated about it. But yet again, we thought this was like the biggest deal, which only goes to show is, A, time really heals all wounds. Like all you need is time. And the other one is we can stop taking life so seriously because the pain of something won't get that it won't go away. Sometimes it does, especially when you look at my Facebook memories, but pain doesn't go away, but you grow around it. You grow taller and then the pain just like it feels less and less like the pain you experienced the first time around. And so even though I was absolutely unhinged and dramatic, one good thing that came out of my Facebook memories, which is why I'm checking them religiously at the moment, I always had a great sense of music. And yes, I do not feel bad about saying that. I'm, I'm going to toot my own horn when it comes to music any day. I posted so many lyrics and sometimes I won't remember what the songs were about or which who played it and who it's by. So I just copy my status that I had like 13 years ago, 11 years ago, 10 years ago. And then I Google them. And I tell you, I have made a playlist out of this because I was listening to some bangers and this showed me again music back then. I love music now, but music in the 2000s. peak absolute peak music if you don't believe me just go back to 2008 and listen to like um a remix of like the bangers from then okay so another topic i wanted to talk about in that's mental is a topic that has been coming up a lot recently in my life not only for me but i've been going to a bunch of meetups and networking events especially in the music industry but also with friends of mine and the topic that everyone has been talking about is the feeling of time running out whether that's in your career whether that's in life in general and relationships everyone right now has the feeling that there's not enough time everyone seems to be doing things better than we are and faster than we are and this made me think I feel like this a lot of the time. A lot of the times I feel like I am not doing enough. But then again, I'm sitting here and I'm doing my best. 
guys, like, I'm doing, can we please bring back doing your best and being okay with that? We don't have to show up and be perfect every single fucking day. Sometimes you showing up and making yourself breakfast and maybe answering a couple of emails, that is you doing your best. I don't mean to tell you to just go lazy on yourself, which I don't think you're doing, but don't go lazy on yourself and don't do anything. But can we stop making time running out such a big topic in our lives? But who who even says that? Who even says what you're supposed to do at any given point in time? Social media? Your boss, your family, your friends? How do you feel about it? How do you feel about where you are in life right now? Anyone else, like just take out everyone else out of the equation. How do you feel? If you were alone right here and you had this life that you're having right now, would you be content? Would you be okay with where you're at? And if no, if that's a no, if that's a hard no, then what can you do? Do you know that you have certain habits that you want to shift? Okay, how do we start doing that? Like, where is the trigger? Where is this block where you are holding yourself back and where does it come from? That's a lot of the things that I do with my clients in coaching sessions. We check out like, what is holding you back? What mental block, what limiting belief is holding you back right now? And for me, in my case, I can tell you what it is. For me, it's a, it's a fear of success sometimes because I feel like when I reach these things, then that's going to mean more work and right now i'm already overwhelmed sometimes with what i'm doing because i'm running a business by myself and i'm i'm my own ceo i'm my own cfo i'm my own marketing manager but on the other hand it's also that my fear right now is that i won't be able to do all the things that i know i want to do in the time that i have left and i don't know how much time i've left no one knows we don't know we could be uh, we could be bulldozed by a bus tomorrow, but it's this feeling of what if it's too late at some point to do certain things? And that's a fucked up thought because you can run yourself into the ground with that. So what I'm trying to do, and this is my little tip of the day, what I try to do when I feel like time is running out, I remind myself that everything is working for me. Everything that's supposed to come to me will never pass me by. Every time I'm rejected from something, that's a redirection. That was not supposed to happen for me. And the ego part of my brain says, no, but you could have worked more. You could have been better at things. You could have done more. Where the soul part is like, no, but there's a reason for everything. By feeling like we're running out of time, we're trying to keep control of our future. We're trying to keep control of what's going to happen because that makes us feel safe. How can you create the sense of safety already for yourself? And that's a question that I would like to give to you. Maybe you want to write it down in a journal and just reflect on this a little bit. What gives you the feeling of safety in your life? And the feeling of safety is in the here and now. It's not in the past. It's not in the future. It's the feeling of being here and now. And that's how you stop this hamster wheel of feeling like time is running out and you having to do and be more. That was a lot. But that's what that's mental is for. That's mental is not the part of the podcast where we're being dilly-dally, where we're just sitting around and saying nothing. It's where we get into those questions before we get into the question of the podcast. So on to today's guest for this episode. We have met through Instagram of all places. I feel like where a lot of people meet people nowadays, even though it's such a vast world out there. She's a digital nomad. She's also an incredibly talented creator, influencer. She inspires her followers with her story about her skin. She has the feminine urge to overshare her life. So welcome to Asking for a Friend, <laughs> Sean McKeever. Hi, so true. That's actually, yeah, that's me in a nutshell, I would say. I put very much, I, I research all of my guests and I'm always putting in like, I'm always like, okay, I want to introduce them in the best way possible because yeah, it's just so interesting. And then I can go also like really deep on everything you guys do. And I feel like we have known each other. Was it in the pandemic? Probably, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'd say like 2021, 2020. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that that sounds about right. But Sean, where are we catching you right now? Where are you where are you situated right now? Because as I said, like you are a digital nomad, so we never know where you are right now. Literally, you don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm 
currently in London. I'm here to visit some friends and to see some family that I haven't seen in a long time because I've been just so go, go, go. And prior to that, I was in Germany for two months. Yes. Oh, where in so, Germany have you been? Um, just outside of Köln, but like we've been going to Köln and Dusseldorf and uh, that's about it, to be honest, because my boyfriend is from in between those areas so are you kidding because i'm literally from in between those areas too so um you have been in no my way ho- i am yes i'm a former super small town um at the border to the netherlands but i studied in dusseldorf and i spend a bunch of time in cologne because no way yeah so welcome to my home <laughs> what are the odds of that wait what can you can you say the town um <laughs> or is it like super no i can say it i can is say it super it. specific it is very specific it's also a very very small town it's called kivala okay don't know it good yeah i wouldn't have guessed it that you know it where we were was in Burkheim. oh i know Burkheim. yes of course i mean everyone it's such a small place at, at the end you know it's but it's so funny it's and we we mentioned it before uh we jumped into this episode we always take ships in the night whenever we are somewhere like yeah we're like oh my god i was just in london oh now i'm in london and then now you're in germany or you were in germany yeah. it's the funniest thing yeah awesome but <laughs> Sean, as you already know, because I let my guests know in advance, um, you have prepared two answers to two questions that I sent you. And the first one is, Sean, can you tell us who's your celebrity hall pass? Selena Gomez. (gasps) (laughs) Okay. Do you want to elaborate? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm such a stan. I'm such a fangirl. It's, It's one of those things where, you know, I don't know why. I just have this weird affinity for her. I genuinely feel like she's my sister and I think it's because we grew up like I think we're similar age and and that generation grew up with like these Disney stars and for sure yeah I don't I don't know there's something about her and her story and she's had a lot of like health issues obviously she's had a very public relationship she's had a lot of physical changes happen to her and I think just the way she's been able to hold herself throughout it has been very inspiring to me. However, I know that Miss Thing has some drama too. Um, <laughs> what are so, you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like when I see the petty behavior online, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna turn a blind eye to that. Cause I love you so much. And I watch your documentary <laughs> and I listen to your music and love. I don't think she's the best singer in the world either, but I, I don't know. I just like full heartedly back her yes. no matter what. I don't know why. I can no, I can get behind that, and I love that you also like. Sometimes you think it's like, oh, who would be my celebrity hall pass? And then you're like, I love the the way that you said, like you turned a blind eye to it. It's like, yeah, are those people mildly problematic at some point? Yeah, but as soon as it's as long as it's just tiny, it's okay. (laughs) But I love Selena Gomez. I'm also so you've been watching the um, Only Murders in the Building as well. Of course. course. (laughs) How dare I ask? yeah (laughs) no i love that hell yeah it's like such a good one it is but i think also i'm i don't know if that's a hot take but i feel like it has progressively gone not worse but like the first season was really good it was really interesting and like you were you were just like on the edge of your seat and i feel like it progressed so much that it's like it's very gimmicky it's very slapstick and you're like it's never the person that they say at the beginning they think who it is who it was that killed the person in that series no i think that's just like the nature of um tv shows and movies there's a pattern depending on like how the director and producer creates you know the show you can immediately identify certain things from the beginning the foreshadowing and whatnot and if you pay attention to the details you can kind of predict things happening which kind of destroys like you know that the element of surprise but at the same time i'm the type of person that really likes comfort shows i do not like the thrill i don't need to be like I don't need stress. I already have stress in my life. So like, I love to watch things where I feel like I know I can handle this. So, although, yeah, I totally agree. It's definitely not, not, um, I don't believe, you know, it's not noteworthy as a show. I just think it's fun to watch. I feel like this perfectly segues us into the next question, which is what is an unpopular opinion you have? Oh yeah. This one, I immediately knew what to say. Um, 
men and women are not equal and they shouldn't be treated that way. Ooh, okay, please. Do you want to, um, yeah, do you want to go deeper? Yeah, I kind of have to. I feel like if I just leave it at that, that's... <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, you're like, and that's it. I won't, I won't answer any questions. Uh, let's yeah. go. <laughs> no, I... I feel like I hint about, I mean, I don't hint at, like I literally say these things on my social media and even yeah. in my podcast, but I don't fully elaborate on it because I feel like not everybody will be able to understand the perspective in which I'm coming from. So when I say men and women are not equal, I'm not saying one is better than the other, mm-hmm. which I think people tend to jump to conclusions Yeah. Um, too. And they think I'm saying that women don't hold value because we immediately always think men have more power over us in society. And, you know, Mm -hmm. what I'm really trying to get at is that I see each gender and not even traditional gender. I just mean like in a kind of looking at it from an energetic point of view, like masculine and feminine energy, dark and light, you know, fire and water. We each hold some sort of value and some sort of gift that can be nur- and like nurtured. And when those gifts are used in the right times and appropriate places, they're so important to like the ecosystem of society. And I think we try so hard to disrupt that balance that mm-hmm. is actually so incredibly natural and easy to us. Um, so tradition to me is actually very important. And it's not about upholding traditions that limit us. It's about mm-hmm using traditions to inspire us to i don't know make like make life easier and that comes with a certain level of respect yeah um which i think is missing a lot as well in our current society between men and women and oh for sure i can say this confidently too because i used to be a raging angry art school feminist uh like i literally was that so i've been on that end and and having had to like swallow my own words about that um to realize actually the the feminist agenda in 2023 is very much confused um and and the and that doesn't mean everyone thinks that way mm-hmm. i think it's just the majority assume feminism to be one thing when in actuality um it's completely not what would be one example of when you say like men and women aren't equal like is there a certain mm-hmm. a certain situation or a certain moment that would say like hey that is an example of how i mean my unpopular opinion yeah. yes so immediately i think of manual labor mm-hmm. which is so just like basic but you know so there's like videos of women online like on tiktok and like those street interviews and whatever and they're all like yeah, I don't, I don't need men. Like we Mm. can do everything that they can do. And, um, I don't care if men get eradicated from the planet earth. Like I don't need them. And then if you're, if they're asked like, okay, who built your buildings, Mm -hmm. who built your rail systems, who built your shopping malls? 99% of the time, it's going to be a man. And, you know, that's just how it has been. But also it's from a purely physiological point of view, like the, the, the kind of brute strength and like resilience that comes with manual labor is not something that women typically desire in the same way that a man actually feels like more biologically inclined to want to do those things. I I don't have the masculine urge to pick up a stick. I don't yeah. have the masculine urge to pick up a brick. Like I just don't have that. I have the feminine urge to want to like curate and I have the feminine urge to nurture and the feminine urge to, you know, build something that's mm-hmm. a home and a space and, you know, whatever. But I don't have that same desire to like literally get my hands dirty and go into a coal mine. I feel like we have to differentiate here between two things. On the one hand, it's like, yes, definitely like feeling and and especially nowadays, like we why do a lot of women say like, I don't need men It's because like it's it's very disappointing Mm. nowadays how men act a lot of times and the misogyny that's like very Mm. much on the rise. But then again, women were also not allowed in these roles of like yes. you know of being like what as you said like building the buildings um building like the streets uh-huh. and everything so manual labor was never something that women were allowed so but i feel there are so many and that's why we come back to like feminism what it actually is is just no matter if you want to be 
housewife, if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, if you mm-hmm. want to work, just giving women the freedom to do whatever the fuck they want to do, and yes. without coming and that yeah. without coming into this feeling of oh you like that's not your feminine energy, that's not your that's the masculine energy, and just I feel sure. like sure, and in that case, but also I, I'm totally on t- um like with you on the whole thing of no we don't hate all men like no it's like it's not like oh men should leave this earth it's it's (laughs) the unsureness like the the insecurity of of not knowing which men we can trust or not and then a lot of times it's i feel like it's also out of out of fear out of desperation out of anger that we then hear those things Mm. but feminism in itself Mm. for me at least is something that is like let it it opens up the opportunity for women to do whatever the fuck they want to do and whatever they desire aside from societal norms or the physiological strength what a word um (laughs) the physiological strength and just like letting that be but i feel like especially because we have fought for our rights and we have fought for to for us to be able to do jobs that we want to do that we yes. have swung into an independence where we feel like, oh, I, I, I need to be in control because I haven't felt safe before. So it's, it's harder to, and I, I'm speaking from personal, uh, from a personal point as well. Like sometimes it's hard for me to just relax and let go because especially as a, mm. a single woman as well, it's like, I'm, I'm doing my job. I am doing my, like my labor in terms of like having a household and doing this all yeah. by myself. I would love yep. to have someone just to, to kind of like make decisions for me sometimes and really be like, okay, we're going to get out to eat here today and not being like, okay, I'm going to, I have to uh-huh. figure out now what I'm going to do. So I feel like on this end, like, so I, I, um, I totally see your point and I love your unpopular opinion. That's what this segment is about. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think of course there's a place like for women in the, in the workspace. That's not yeah what i what i disagree with at all it's more so again most women given the option yeah to work manual jobs they'll still say no even if there's mm-hmm. the choice to do it and yeah. that's that's not speaking for everyone i'm just looking from like if you had a room of 10 10 women yeah i'm pretty sure most of them would say no they'd like they'd rather do the other jobs which is totally fair and totally bad so it just kind of again counteracts the whole argument of like we don't need men and like women like we can do all those jobs we can yeah does that mean we actually need or want to yeah yeah so it it just poses a very different question yeah but i think people forget to ask themselves I feel like that should be like a whole other episode. Like, I feel like this is a good topic to just do like a whole other episode of asking for a friend to, but to get into like, first of all, thank you so much for a, your hall pass. We love Queen Selena mother and also for your unpopular opinion. So let's get into today's topic. So today's topic is jealousy. I feel like it's a topic that not a lot of people want to talk about because I think jealousy is is something we don't like to admit that we feel that. And I I have mm. I've done a poll on my Instagram story and I asked like are you a jealous person? There was one person who said, "Yes, I am." The rest of them were like, "Not really. No, never." And I was like, mm. "What? Am I the only one?" And then in the next slide it came like Oh yeah, when in which area of your life are you like are you jealous? And it's like at work, with my partner, with friends, on the like with people on the internet. I was like, wait, didn't you say you're not jealous? Curious. Mm, mm. What is your like I, uh, I, yeah? I think people so maybe maybe people don't want to admit that they're a jealous person because that that kind of insinuates that they're jealous all the time. True. Whereas if the question was have you have you been jealous before maybe they would be more likely to admit that because then it suggests that it's just like circumstantial yeah i asked him as well i I put the next question on there was uh when was the last time you're jealous and it was like recently yesterday Mm, or i can't remember and then i I think it's what you're saying yeah when was the last time you were jealous actually two days ago um i found out that somebody that i used to work with yeah um recently got a book deal 
with Penguin Books and Ooh. she's going to be publishing a book in New York. Ooh. And it was one of those moments where my immediate reaction was, fuck's sake, like that's really what I want to do. And yes. that's so annoying because <laughs> she was not... Um, she didn't have a social, like a large social media presence. She didn't really have this like particular niche yeah. that she's now writing a book on a couple of years ago when I knew her. And then I didn't, we kind of like lost touch and, um, we didn't really, like, I didn't really keep track of what was going on in her life. And then I saw something, uh, her announcement that she was publishing this book. And my second thought immediately after that was, wow, like really well done to her. Like that's a huge, Good. huge feat. and having having been in the industry myself and like publishing and and I know what what it takes um and especially in 2023 it is yeah. very much about your social media presence yeah she earned it and she deserved it and she's a very passionate person and everything that she does she goes all in so I was like that makes a lot of sense for her and I am very happy for her I think it just kind of stung me thinking back to to my original dream and knowing that I haven't made the progress that I'd like to make in those areas. I think that's super interesting that you say that because first of all, good on you for switching immediately into, oh, I'm happy for her because sometimes with jealousy, like, when you tell yourself the stories and yeah. because of the most of the time it's it only stays like the feeling of jealousy stays because we're then telling ourselves like ah oh, i could do this too or like hmm, why am i not there that was yeah. my goal and then we get stuck or well, at least i get stuck sometimes in these like weird spirals and then like mm. to add insult to injury you start like googling that person or you start like doing it and what you said right like and then you're asking yourself like oh why does that happen for this person and not for me and then before you know it you're you're like knee deep into your own like limiting beliefs so it's really it's really cool yeah. to hear that you actually that you said like hey i it's actually a message to me it's a message to me that says yeah i'm not where i want to be in that regard but that also like, I mean, seeing someone doing the things that you do only proves that it's possible and it pro proves that it's out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've been trained that way. My mom has been very helpful and useful in that area um, ever since I was young to kind of help me see that what other people are doing and, and achieving mm -hmm. doesn't take away from what is possible for me. Yeah. I intuitively i'm not like naturally i'm not a jealous person in the sense that i don't let jealousy overrule my ability to be happy for someone or to see yeah. like you know objectively what what's going on but of course i get jealous and of course i feel i feel envy where i'm like wow like i i would really love that but i yeah. but it's not at the expense of taking it away from them i just go man like that's so cool and i would love to have that in my life but it's not mine so you go yet. out there and, and kill it for me because yeah, yeah. yet <laughs> it's not it's not in your life yet and i feel this is a very important part because the only reason why we become like kind of become jealous bitches to say like very out there is because we let it stay with us and we think that because it's hap not happening now it's never going to happen which is ridiculous because and the only thing between you yeah. and that thing is a lot of times you believe in you being able to achieve it and so i am yeah. very so i'm i'm so sure that we will have a published mm -hmm. sean mckeever book at some point for sure <laughs> i feel so i feel that too it seems like it's in the cards quite naturally and again i i when i when i saw that this happened my my other train of thought was like well sean like you haven't been doing enough to, to deserve that right now and like that's the truth and so I kind of sat with that and I thought yeah well if I decided to go all in I could probably make it as well it's just a timing yeah. thing and also I'm a full believer in you know not forcing things when it's not meant to happen and yeah. it's not my time it's yeah. hers right now Oh, I love that. When it comes to this because I feel like this is especially I don't know how it is with with men and being jealous but um the most of my followers are female mm. so um i got a glimpse into that and when i when i did a little research on on jealousy 
I kind of had to think back of being a teenager and being a teenage girl because I feel mm. like gossip back then and just being jealous of someone else mm. was such like uh, it was such a common thing. Was it the same for you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I won't lie. People were very jealous of me growing up. And it was yeah. a very common thing for people to judge me based on what I looked like mm -hmm. and assume I was, I don't know, whatever it was, stuck up, a bitch, like unfriendly or like, yeah. you know, spoiled or whatever. And I think those experiences are what shaped me into being quite um, open to being friends with anybody, regardless yeah. of what they have or look like, because it's never what it seems. Um, and it also kind of fueled, I think, my people pleasing tendencies yeah. because I thought, oh, well, you know, I want to prove everyone wrong that I am more than just, I guess, a pretty face. Yeah. I feel, I also, when I thought about it back then, gossiping about someone else it, i feel like it was all about belonging and i think that's what jealousy actually is like it, mm -hmm. it feels like we don't belong to something and especially when we were teenage girls everything like your body is changing you have no idea what's going on your hormones are raging and it's it, like you just don't want to end up on the wrong side of someone's click because you don't want to be even more mm. lost And so this whole feeling of jealousy back then, like there was like, and it was, it would be like a rotating thing. Like one, one week that one girl would be like the queen of the clique or whatever you want to call it. And then everyone would be, wanted to be in her good graces and was like at the same time jealous of that person. And I feel like it's such a telling time. And especially, yeah, when your body is changing as a girl and And you just you just want to belong. And I feel like that hasn't changed nowadays because now it's it's more about if we can, like if we are jealous of someone and if we, as you said, right, like, oh, she has this and I don't have this. It's so much easier to blame someone else for you not being where you are right now instead of taking accountability because it takes so much more effort yeah. and so much more like bravery to change. And it's an easy mm -hmm. out. How do you feel about that? Totally. Totally. I mean, there's also just, there's also the train of thought of, you know, it, maybe it's not meant for you. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. Like, there's, for just an example, there's someone that was um, two years below me in, in middle school, high school and she was very much like an avid follower of mine a fan of mine you would even call like just very supportive yeah and was that already when you had um, like oh sorry um was that already when you had both, your both. following yeah both before and while it was happening yeah and almost what seemed like an overnight thing she rose to very very big fame in uh worldwide as a influencer in the oh, wow. fashion and beauty scene and she was invited to go to the met gala like after party and she's been in huge like uh, campaigns and you know loads and loads of giant sponsorships and when i saw that happening again i was like first of all i was like holy crap like yeah when did this happen and secondly The, the feeling of like jealousy came up again because it was very much like the old dream that I had for myself that I wanted to do all those things and I wanted to be in those scenes. But again, what kind of like stifled the feeling was realizing that actually I know my purpose and I know my message and my work doesn't belong in those places. And, and I've had to kind of detach myself from those dreams and to re- align myself with with communities and spaces that I do feel like I'm meant to be in and yeah. those places are not at the Met Gala and they're yeah. not with I don't know like they're not at Paris Fashion Week and they're they're just they just don't exist there and so kind of saying to myself like although it hurts a little bit because it's the dream that I once had doesn't mean that the dreams that I have now are not worthy or not important and not yeah 
worth pursuing. And what she achieved is just absolutely meant for her. And it is. And the success that she's had is just so seamless. And again, and you look at her and you think, well, that makes sense. Like, of course that's happened for her. So it's just kind of reframing it in that way and realizing like you can, you can have old dreams and you can have that kind of sting. And like another old dream of mine was to become a figure skater, like an ice skater. I used to skate a lot. Yes. Yeah. And I still have that like little feeling in my heart where it's like, I wish, I wish, I wish I could still be a skater. And I look at other skaters and I just feel this like pang in my heart, but it's, it's more kind of, it's a mixture of like nostalgia, but also just like, a tiny bit of regret for like quitting, yeah. but also, you know, yeah, jealousy too of, of feeling like, oh, well, um, what they have is so beautiful and I wish I had that, but it's just, it's just not in the cards for me and, yeah. and I have other things to pursue and that's, that's important too, you know? I feel that's important. What you said is like, I have other things I want to pursue now and asking yourself the thing that I'm jealous of, is it really because I want this? Or is it because what I think mm. it would represent for someone? So when you say like, hey, that girl's going yes. to the Met Gala, it's like, in reality, if we just come back to it, like what actually happened is like, she went to the Met Gala. But what, what we might interpret into it, she has more money. She has more fame. She is like, people like her more. Yes. And so the, the jealousy then comes from something that lies outside of yourself. And that, on the other hand, is also, I think, how you cure, not cure, because being jealous is not necessarily and it might, that might be a hot, hot take, but it's not necessarily a bad mm-hmm. thing because jealousy, such as anger, no. is such a messenger. It shows you exactly where your passions lie. It shows you exactly where there's something that maybe you should take more seriously. And, you know, like if it's not in the cards for you, then there won't be the drive for you to take it seriously. Totally. Right. And I say this to my friends and also my coaches a lot. I'm like, if you want something and it's on your mind the whole time, then that is something that you at least like give yourself the opportunity to pursue. But I've never dreamed of becoming an astronaut. Some people have that as a dream and then they pursue yeah. it. But like I once, and when you talked about uh, the figure skating, I did ballet for 15 mm-hmm. years and I oh, have wow. a mixed, yeah. maybe I'm going to get into that in another episode, but I have like a mixed feeling when it comes to ballet. I still, I love watching it. I love going mm. to ballets. And part of me is like, oh, yeah. I wanted to become a ballerina. And I was like, I mm. want to do this so bad. But then again, as you said, it's more like a nostalgia because I no longer have this feeling of, oh, I'm going to go to ballet classes now. No, now I go to hip hop classes and I love strength training. So it's like it has shifted. But there are certain things that I get jealous of where I'm like, ah, there's something that I should put more focus on. And seeing that instead of seeing jealousy as something that should be avoided at all cost. And there's also the difference between jealousy and envy. I think envy is something that mm-hmm. is kind of icky. Even though it's it's also just an emotion, but like mm. envy is like, oh, I don't like that person doesn't deserve it. And jealousy is more like, ah, there's something that that person is doing it and I'm not. So maybe I should take it more seriously. I feel you. I feel you on the ballet thing. My sister's actually a ballerina. So I grew up with. Yeah, I grew up with this very like at the forefront of my experience. And I actually did ballet, too, a little bit when I was a kid. Um, and I think I can imagine like your mixed emotions towards it also come from the, the problems within the ballet industry and all that stuff and, you know, what it does to you mentally, physically. Yeah. And I get that. And, 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 but this is what I mean when it's like some dreams are meant to be left behind. And when you can see that your purpose is greater than that and not diminishing what the previous dream is and what other people's mm-hmm. dreams are, but like just seeing that yours goes beyond. I think that's a really comforting way to be like, well, you know, it's served its purpose and everyone yeah. else is living out that those timelines that were not meant for me. But I, I definitely agree. Like jealousy is a very important uh, emotion to feel. And I think just the, the the need to to stifle it is what creates a lot of resentment in people where yeah. they just try to mask it with forced gratitude as well and needs to be genuine and yeah i'm not a believer in forcing things and uh, i do think there is a problem in 
in the spiritual space, in the wellness space of self-help and all that, you know, where people just are so afraid to admit that the the kind of less beautiful emotions, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, serve its purpose and, and have a place. But yeah, no, I think I'm a big believer in in feeling the whole spectrum. And, it, and even if it's hard for me, and it still is, I have a real tough time like tapping into my anger because mm-hmm. I stifled it for so many years. And jealousy, I think, is in a very similar zone. So yeah, just I think taking the time to say to yourself, like, yes, I feel jealous of this person and 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 actually saying word for word that that's how you feel and not trying to like mask it with anything. Just say, yes, I am jealous. I think that already alleviates some jealousy. Oh, and 100%. Helps you, yes. Helps you feel better. Yeah, because um, it's it's the same thing, right? If we, we just push it down and it's the same with anger, the longer we push it down or jealousy, yeah. it's much it's, it might be in the first moments so hard to admit that you're jealous. But I'll be the first to admit here, like I cannot right now that I'm recording these podcast episodes, I cannot listen to as many podcasts because I will go into like just comparing myself to others i'm like oh that sound is better or like is this actually valuable and then you go into jealousy and being like oh that person already has like a reach of this and this many followers on instagram or like the podcast listeners and then what happens you start for your growth just what you said it's like it's not comparison is and it's such like a cliche phrase but it is the thief of joy and i have this has happened to me for the past couple of weeks where i would take this so seriously because obviously like i Mm. want to do this and i have this desire to make this a great thing that people come to and feel comfort and they see like oh that's it's not just the perfect people it's just it's really human and then again the perfectionism strikes and then comes the jealousy. And if you're not admitting it to yourself, it will absolutely ruin not only your day, but possibly like a couple of weeks, if not your life. Yeah. Yeah. It it spreads like wildfire, that yeah. feeling of resentment and and I use the word negativity lightly because, yeah. you know, that's just such a low loaded word. But <laughs> yes. you know, that just that that kind of resistance in your body towards whatever it is you're feeling, it's always better to just admit it. And there's, and I think also rec- recognizing that there is no bad emotion and, and humans are allowed to feel what they feel. And if you grew up in a space where you were made to feel guilt or shame around feeling jealous, then this is now your time to reclaim jealousy yeah. as, as you said, so, so perfectly it's a messenger and more than anything just redirects you onto the path that you're meant to be on. Yes. So to basically put this together, if you would say what are like the cures in your opinion to mm. not to fight jealousy, but like how to stop being a jealous bitch? What what are we doing? What are yeah. what can we actually do to kind of get rid of not get rid of jealousy, but to turn it around? For me, it's celebrating others, yes. which I know won't be easy for a lot of people. It Mm-mm. sounds counter productive but i i will say like i am a very genuine person like if i if i i can't do it i just will not say it if i don't mean it yeah and mustering up that feeling of celebration for somebody else is very easy for me because i i think i recognize very quickly like what it takes for somebody to achieve xyz and yes you know, even if it's something as simple, like in my case, like skin, Mm -hmm. um, when I see people with perfect skin and I look at mine and I go, why the fuck is my skin still like this? Even though I have X amount of years of experience and knowledge, I've healed it so many times before. Why am I still here? And why is it that they can eat junk food and party all night and have one product in their skincare routine and they just have flawless skin? what i then do is is celebrate them and i'm like well great like great for them because i wouldn't want them to go through this because it's just fucking awful but secondly it always kind of puts me back into this place of like every single person has something that they're dealing with and feeling the same way about 
towards me. And they're probably like, oh, like Sean's life looks so easy. She gets to travel the world and, you know, she has a great relationship and her, I don't know, like she has good eyebrows or whatever. Like (laughs) you do, you do have have (laughs) impeccable eyebrows, Sean. Thank you. Such a sleigh. But yeah, you know, it's just stuff like that where I, I have to, I have to celebrate them for it. And again, it's reminding myself that it doesn't take away from what I have and what is yeah. possible for me. It's, and, and the, conf- the kind of contagious feeling of like joy for somebody else is never a bad thing no because what happens is once you feel that joy for someone else you're actually being less hard on yourself because you're like hey you're you're producing these these counter emotions of like oh jealousy comes up there's like this couple that you've seen across the street and you're like damn i want to be in a relationship or like i want my relationship to be like that and then in the same time being like i'm so happy for them and if that can happen to them that's going to be possible for me. And so immediately you put yourself into a better mood. I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Also, because that was something, let me quickly check this because um, someone said in the poll that I did, um, because I want to get into, because we want to end on like a lighthearted note. Sean, what was the most ridiculous thing you did because you were jealous? Oh, uh, I don't think it's that ridiculous, but I just like, blocked them <laughs> you're like, you're like didn't don't want to see, see that anymore <laughs> no i just i was like i don't want to see it because it i wasn't ready to actually go through the motions of feeling so, like gratitude and celebration for them so i was just like it's better for me not to see it until mm-hmm. i'm at a place where i can that is very adult of you. In the, on the one hand, we want to let our anger out and be like, mm, that person, I don't like, I'm blocking yeah. them now. But the only thing, the only person you're actually affecting with your rage, with your anger, with your jealousy is yourself because the person on the other end, they don't totally. know, they don't care. I have a couple that I would want to read to you. So someone said, um, yes, someone said, uh, I thought my friend um liked someone else more than me Mm. and that was like something she was jealous of or some um funny or ridiculous things that someone did was um iig stalked that person to find an unflattering pic and comment that wasn't positive to make myself feel better and i can so relate to this because it's like it's not even that you're commenting (laughs) on it yourself but it's just like i need this validation that that person is not perfect i need this validation right now yes I understand. I think subconsciously I do that with yeah. my social media in a way to kind of shatter the illusion on purpose so that people people see that my life isn't perfect. And I actually yeah. did that the other day with this up up close video of my skin. I because saw that. I yeah and you know and it made me feel all types of way of like ick but I felt really strongly because I do that with other people on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. And even I literally did this last night where I was watching a video of Madison Beer, the singer. Um, She put up a video on TikTok of her like breaking out and she's got pretty bad, like pretty intense cystic acne around her like jaw right now and on her cheeks and her forehead and she's currently in the UK doing some performances and and so she's kind of all over the place right now and because I noticed these things because of what I go through um I noticed even on camera you can see her acne and I was so relieved by that but then I also felt her pain and I yeah. And I went to her TikTok and I was like looking at her videos and I, I was just like, I am so like, I love this woman. She's so beautiful and I love her music. And I think she's such a nice like energy, but I was so comforted by the fact that she was also struggling. But at the same time, I also never wish people to struggle. So it's like a yeah. weird, it's a weird place to be. Yeah. yeah. Especially so I, mean, I post things on my page for that purpose. I love that because you have a massive following and you are an influence on people. And I think the reason why we, when we see celebrities being like this quote unquote normal, I think it gives us some solace because it's these people that are being hyped to be the epitome of beauty, the epitome of just physical attractiveness. And when we see human aspects of them basically portrayed as special, as perfect, and it makes us feel a little less 
bad that we're not what the yes. norm in social media and in the entertainment industry and just in general is being played as perfect so i totally get yeah. that and then the jealousy i mean it kind of stifles the jealousy because then we're like oh stars they're just like us we're just the same and i feel like with you yeah. having this following it is a very a very courageous not not courageous because it's a it's a good thing just to do because when i saw that video that you posted yeah. i immediately had to think of this tiktok video that i saw a couple of i think a couple of months ago where um flaws quote unquote air quotes um mm. in the human body were yeah. compared to nature for example nature. stretch marks were yeah, with waves so beautiful and that was the first thing i thought when i saw your video so good on you mm. and thank you for for sharing that thank with you. people because you actually you have this this chance and you have the reach and the power to yeah show others out there that it's okay to show up how you are yeah. and that jealousy will yeah. never hurt anyone else it hopefully it will only hurt yourself and so by just feeling it and acknowledging Amen. it that it's there and that it's okay that it's there but not letting not feeding into it by telling yourself stories of why what you're feeling jealous about is true or why this would never happen for you as you said go into this into this true gratitude not just out of performative reasons but being like now i'm yes. glad for that person because that is what they're Amen. going through like it's on social media and again it's just we see one percent of their lives and if people see even if 100%. you even if you share and if we both share the moments that are not so peachy it's still not everything that goes on in our lives and that's i think no, something that we forget 100 percent yeah. I know. I, I feel like I'm a very, I share so much and yet I don't share nearly, not even half of it. I feel like. And you. yeah. And I think that's a necessary thing to, to still have those boundaries, but yes. also there's a lot of things that I don't think we need to justify or explain or, no. or, um, kind of, kind of, kind of prove to be like oh yeah look guys my life isn't perfect like why do we have to prove that too it's like it should just be a given you know yes uh, yeah oh but i feel like yeah it's it's because a lot of times on social media you have like those um those internet trolls right who then are very safe behind their keyboards and then they take their jealousy out of other people out on other people so don't be that person guys out there like not guys yeah. in general but like girls and guys don't do that don't be that person yeah. just like face your jealousy face what's going on and tell yourself it's okay to feel jealous and then realize that's a messenger that you should take that per like that specific thing a little more seriously sean as we come to the end of the episode i always ask my guests because this is asking for a friend what is something you are asking for a friend right now yeah i really really had to think about this one i, yeah. was, I was like what do i not feel comfortable asking and i don't have many yeah but this one i was like this is a new territory for well not new but okay just like in the stage of my life yes um Asking for a friend, how do you break up with a friend without hurting their feelings? Oh, okay. I kind of want to leave this open because that is an episode yes. that is planned in the future. Yes. Um, I Perfect. just say, I just I say one. Tuning in. <laughs> yes, I just say one. I just want to say one thing. I think it's sometimes harder to break up with a friend than it is to break up with a romantic partner. Because um, 100%. chances are that friend has been with you way longer and um, just things. And yeah. I have my personal story about this. And one last thing I wanted to say to this is, um, have you, you have probably heard of like the whole Roman Empire TikTok trend, right? I was like, yes. Yes, <laughs> ridiculous. I but I heard this other thing is like, okay, what is the Roman Empire for girls? And then someone said, I think it was on mm -hmm. Man Enough on the, on the podcast with Alice Plank and Justin Baldoni, where they said, how many times do you think about your ex-best friend? And mm. this, that is the epitome of like this thing. That's how much this thinks, because immediately my mind went to, mm, yeah, a lot, a lot. Mm. Yeah. But definitely, we're going to get into that topic on another episode of Asking for a Friend. Um, for now, uh, Sean, where can everyone find you? 
You can find me on Insta at Shanae, which is actually how you pronounce it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, where, how else to say that. <laughs> um, and you can find, you can find me on TikTok on Sean dot, no, Sean McKeever. Well, I don't even know my username. Um, my, my TikTok's kind of more skin related though. Yes. I'm a bit like on and off with it. And then my podcast, of course, you can look that up. It's called Inspiration. Um, but instead of T-I-O-N, it's S-I-A-N. <laughs> I will put everything in um, the show notes, obviously. So definitely listen to Sean's podcast. Perfect. I have been an avid listener, so definitely. Is there anything else, Sean, that you would want the listeners to know right now? Um, yeah, don't be jealous of us. I know we're so slay. <laughs> I know we're like basic. I know we're like basically perfect in this whole conversation. I hope you're not too <laughs> envious of <that>. Yeah. <laughs> please I, I know it's so hard to look at perfection but please <laughs> don't be too hard on yourself <laughs> i feel like i feel like we have to put like a disclaimer on this this is irony i hope everyone but i think when yes. you're listening to this like you should know this but no i agree i absolutely yeah. agree and like be like everyone out there yeah. like instead of being jealous just decide to be more slay just decide to be more slay yeah so honestly that's all you can do is just slay harder than ever before. Agreed. Absolutely <laughs> agreed. All right, you guys, now I want to hear from you. What are you asking for a friend? What questions, as always, what questions do you have that feel way too personal or too embarrassing to ask for yourself? You can send them in at, at Elena Megan on Instagram or you put them into the question box below. Sean, thank you so much for joining me thank today. You. This was incredible and it was such a pleasure to have you here. Also, thank you so much for everyone who's listening, for joining us today for this episode of Asking for a Friend. My name is Elena and new episodes drop every Tuesday, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. So don't forget to subscribe and thank you again to Sean, my amazing guest. And everyone, I'll see you next week. Bye.